Welcome to episode 24 of the Melanin Rhapsody podcast. This is Nastasha. This is Jay. This is Carissa. And we have a special guest with us today. We have Shree. Too many women are trying to make men into a certain thing. They think if I clean your house, if I give you love, if I give you crazy wild sex, if I become this person, then you're going to give me what I want in return. Y'all got to stop doing that. The reality of it is this. I will love you the best way that I know how, the best way that I choose to. A man will love you the be- either the best way he knows how or the best way he will choose to. That's it. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to change men to fit who you are and what you think he needs to give you. That's why I You said. have to determine if the way I love you is good enough for you. Mm-hmm. If the way, if whatever it is that he's giving you back, the way you feel at the end of the day, if you go every day of my life, I can feel like this and be okay, then that is the person for you. But if some part of you was like, no, I need to give him more sex. I need to give him more this and he'll become this person. That's not how that works because you're going to want somebody to love you for who you are. Because the second he tells you, oh, you got to lose weight or you got to become this this different person. He's not loving you for what you're offering. Mm -hmm. He's trying to make you into someone else. That's not how that works. You take what I can give you because this is my comfort zone. This is what makes me comfortable. This is what I'm good at. And you determine if what you're giving me is good enough. And if not, baby boy, it was fun while it happened. If you're telling me that at 26, you out here doing the damn thing, I respect you for being able to give me that honesty. But where I am in my 30-something-year-old life, that's not what I want. So I'm determining at that moment whether you my Friday night sneaky link or if I'm willing to stay patient until you grow into whomever the fuck you want to become and I'm going to wait it out. That's a choice. But do not try to make someone quote-unquote, grow up to who you want them to be. Oh, yeah. Do not try to make this man put on a suit and tie and be a businessman. It's shorty trying to be a it mechanic. Was good. We was good. We you got to accept it for what it I, is. At, it at is. that point, I was accepting it for what it was and what it is, but then he went on two months and then tried to come back. Like, That's what bet. they do, though. So, all right, cool. We're going to build. I'm not going to give you the fucking same benefits or the same energy because you took this two-month hiatus and I still don't know what the fuck you took a two-month hiatus for because you were mad. But this is the shit that got damn kills me. I I guess I get a hint. I get out your way like you want. I never said I wanted you out my He's way. He's trying to do mind games and manipulate you. That's what I'm saying. I've, it's, it's every, I've dealt ever with that since, before. Ever since then, it's been it's been gaslighting and fucking yep. manipulation That's because narcissistic traits. It's a control method. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Every and time I don't he's gonna give me the every woman ever left me. Nobody gave me a chance to be the man that I need mm-hmm. to be. Am I right? That's narcissistic traits. Yep. And culture, like I wasn't. Trying to guide, I, like I've been years ago to stop doing that shit for men, or trying to make them something that they're not. Like I stopped that shit, and then once I really felt like, hey, like nah, this ain't for me, and I started backing up. That's when he started doing that gaslighting and manipulation shit. Like that's no, what they do. No, I'm not. Because the reality is, we can all have trauma. We can all have. We all have different things that have shaped who we are and how we love. Whether of we've course. seen what our parents do and what our parents don't do. But when you find that person that's like, this is my person. And if you understand that you have undesirable traits, you do the work necessary to fix yourself if it means that this is what I need to do in order to be in this relationship. 
you're not gonna tell somebody, oh, well, you knew I was closed off when you met when you met me, or mm-hmm. you knew I had this, this, and this. If you feel like these things are gonna be a problem in your relationship, and this is the relationship you want, go to therapy and do the work to become a better person. Mm-hmm. Do not try to convince somebody that they have to accept or agree with your bullshit mm-hmm. so that you can stay where you are. Stagnant things die. That's Great. the reality of it. Matter of fact, send me this before you uh before you delete it. <laughs> so it is what it is. You're either going to choose to allow him to gaslight you and do all of these things and backpedal and do whatever is necessary to keep you around, which is essentially awesome. a narcissistic control trait. Sure. Or are you going to go, yeah. no, I need this, this, and this. And if you, you cannot do this, this, this and this, it's not going to work. If you want some nasty But that gets old. And that's the thing, too. If that's all you want, then say that. It Don't waste my time. At least give me the option to choose that works for me. It does. I like, I, like, I, y'all know I haven't done nothing in months now. It's been like, I'm going on five months. And I'm to the point now, if it's not with someone who I'm building something with, trying to be in a relationship with, I'm not doing it no more. I refuse. Well... You can get good. Like oh, my, yeah, my mother fine. and I just had a conversation er- earlier, and she was like, "You can get good dick anywhere," and she's right. Like I'm not about to sit and find the right female. She's yeah. like hard enough too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. that's what you about the girl that I met at the big shop. No, <laughs> oh, so sure the girl came down. <laughs> she she going through a divorce or whatever, and she had said something. She was like, "Yeah, let me get that butter um, butter pecan, like your skin, the color of your skin." Me. <laughs> okay. Oh, we smooth. Right. No, I ain't been. Look, look, right. You so, kids, pensions. We got so she come, But she come in once a week. I'm, 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 I'm curious to see if she's going to talk with tomorrow because she did. I ended up getting her number the, uh, last week. But, um, so she came in there and she said something. We had like Oreo cupcakes over in there or something like that. I said, make sure you try one of them Oreos in my case. <laughs> and then I had said, I said, no, wait, wait, no, not my Oreo, but the Oreos in the, in the cupcake case. <laughs> And I closed the door because I was coming outside to smoke. And she came out. And she's like, yeah, I was I was curious about that Oreo cupcake situation. And I said, oh, don't put me on she's the spot bold. now. She's bold. And I was like, all right, make sure you look. Here go my dumb man. Make sure you come see me before I leave. It's my last week. <laughs> I'm like, well, what you going to do? You going to take my number? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is it? Why are you going to give it to me? I ain't text her yet, though. Why? Hmm? You scared? Mm-hmm. Stop fucking with Kevin and your kids. You have a wife, a kid, <laughs> fucking pension, and three dogs. Stop playing with that. <laughs> but you are, she's going through a divorce. She got a one and two year old. I know that don't stop nothing, but I'm gonna reach out to him. You know that's right. She got a cat. Don't do it. <laughs> say say. You're attracted to her, huh? You're attracted to her. I think I was just, I was intrigued by our comments. Okay, but you were attracted to her. Yes. Okay. I did see her the second time, and she's a little bit smaller, skinnier than I. She appeared in my eyes at first, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean anything. Okay, so point of the what? It's not. Shit in this ocean. No. Okay. All right. Well. Um. Enough about me. Which brings me to our next point. Can you date or marry someone that there is no attraction to? To them at all. And I'm not talking about just physical. It could be sexual. Just any kind of uh, attraction at all. Can you date or marry someone if you like don't have that? Platonically marry you? <laughs> could you marry? No question. Could no. you marry some or date somebody that you're not happy no. that you don't have any kind of attraction to? I why, why, would, why would you? People do it. What if they have money? What if they have money and you're not attracted to them at all but you just want the money? What if you like hang out with them at work every day and just really fall in love with their personality? Like, I mean, okay, well, it's different. 
It happens. I couldn't do it. That's what I'm saying. Like you gotta. I feel like that question needs to be a little bit. I feel more. like it's different to be like you have a dope ass personality, but she may not be like the most aesthetically pleasing because your face is not the most symmetrical. But like if you had a good ass personality, looks fade. But if you asking me to marry crackhead Ray Ray from the corner, like that's different. We have nothing in common. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> like if we got stuff in common, but to other people you may not be aesthetically pleasing. Me falling in love with your personality allows me to love other things about you secondhand. Mm-hmm. You ain't mm-hmm. got to be cute to everybody because you ain't getting in bed with everybody. Exactly. But as long as I roll over at night and be like, damn, that's bae. Cool, but I'm a joke you sometimes. Like, bae, your head a little off and you annoy as <laughs> shit. But you my person. But And I love you. Right. You had your crooked ass toes. Like, this is different. I'm a firm believer too. Like, they might not be aesthetically pleasing, like commercially wise, like what she was saying, but there's something about them that's attractive. Like, For maybe their face is not hitting, but they got, you know, about a great body. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they're not looking that great, but when they smile, it lights up their face or something like that. I was attracted to somebody that wasn't, like, the best I ever had. And it was pretty fucking dope. It's I mean, we ain't get nowhere, but yeah. you gotta give me something to work with, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we definitely didn't get nowhere. For me, a smile can make up a big difference. Like a pretty smile. Like... It's the personality for me. I always say that. Oh yeah. Look, don't you bring up freaking Shorty Dumont again? <laughs> I'm sick of hearing about his ass. And like I told you, I didn't put this on the podcast. Oh, no. So that, so that fool, Shorty Duop messaged me and was like, that he can't lie. He'd been thinking about me or whatever. And I was like, okay, so we had a little few conversations. This was like about a month ago. A few conversations or whatever. And then he asked about my cooking. It was like he wanted to taste it one day. And I was like, well, you, I said, that's something that has to be earned. cooking or you're cooking? So this food goes. No clarification? Okay. No, not that kind of cooking. A cooking. My cooking. My food. So this food goes, um. I don't want you anyway. Oh, I you, I never wanted you. Talking to you is a waste of my time. I'm like, fool, you the one who hit me up. I don't want your ass. So why was he mad? Because he couldn't. Because I won't let him taste any of my food. Oh. I don't think it was food. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> he, 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 I guess he wanted to taste something else. But either way, he was like, ass was cooking. And that was like a month ago. And I blocked his dumb ass. So yeah, bye bye. <laughs> don't you bring up <laughs> cause she always does that he was nice he had a good personality but I just I was not attracted to him at all no there's gotta be some level of attraction like that's just With, yeah like right, I cannot yeah. I gotta be like, I just think you gotta find at least one thing that like can do it for you yeah. and if you can't find that one thing it don't matter how dope your personality is it can be simple things like the intellect can make you sexy or the conversation yes. like conversation. it can even be like you ugly but you bold with it like like Snoop Dogg I feel like he's the epitome of that he is so ugly but the way he carries himself he's ugly yeah I'm saying Snoop is ugly yeah. but mm. the way he carries himself makes him more attractive no he's not ugly Snoop's not ugly to me Snoop just got old as hell that's different he's he like a greyhound now but like in his prime <laughs> he was good Maybe it's fine. I feel like Lil Wayne's the same way. Like, oh, he looks like a predator. No, right? <laughs> yeah, like Lil Wayne now is on something. Clearly, like, that's the core of crackhead now. That's like, a no for me. His dreads look like they're growing shit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne initially, like when he first Stop came it. out, was like cute baby face. He had swag. <laughs> Wayne now was like, girl, I drink your bath when you give me a dollar. Like, it's a whole separate, it's a separate vibe. 
He just looks, I don't know, he's just not attractive. But he done pulled Lauren London, Nivea, Toya. He pulled Lauren London in his prime. You yes. get that girl credit. That's what I'm Lauren saying. Lauren London's not and Lauren he's London's never pretty. been attractive, though. It's the way he he's carries not. himself. It's the money. Uh, you told me that Wayne has never been attractive? No. Mm-hmm. It's the way he carries himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have the same type of thing for me. Like, they're not cute men, but, like, they carry themselves with confidence and swag. Like, I don't like using the word swag because I feel like... I'm not 13, but like that's the best word I can have to describe it. Like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, do you feel like, like Jay Z? That was actually oh, Jay Z is not cute. Like that was legitimately like. But he carries himself like he's the finest dude in the room. It's his money. He's not attractive at it's all. It's just the I'll drink your bathwater kind of nigga. Like every girl Ugh. gets hyped up by the dude at the gas station versus their own man. Like it makes sense. They got those kind of vibes. He's not cute. I don't care how much money he, he also has. cheated on Beyonce. So I don't know how much exactly. credit we can give him. What is it? It's a man. It's hotter than giving head under the covers. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Y'all gotta edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you're dating to marry, or you're just living in the moment? What do you feel like? Is best to do. Yeah, true. What? Yeah, true. Dating to marry with the purpose of marrying, or you're just dating. You're living in the moment, taking it day by day. Me personally, or what I think the end show, the end goal should. I would be. say both. Me personally, I am dating to marry, and I don't give a fuck nobody say I'm vain as hell. I am cute as fuck as a wife and a mom, so I am Ooh. dating for somebody to enjoy this every single day for the rest of their lives as we oh, sit on the porch right. and like watch the kids. Yes. But, not everybody is built for marriage. Not everybody believes in marriage. Some people thrive better outside of marriage. So I feel like it's to each their own. You don't have to get married because society tells you that it's supposed to be some level up status of getting married. Because I thought the same thing. I thought the day you said I do it was like some white bulb was supposed to go off and you like, I don't know, transform into your final form or some shit. But I think it's just what works best for you. Mm-hmm. So if you are one of those people that are fine with being the fun traveling auntie that doesn't want kids, but you are living your best life and you are absolutely happy, be happy. But if you want to be that southern mama three going to baseball games, driving a minivan, married to a man with a receding hairline, shorty go for broke. You just got to do what makes you happy at the end of the day. Yeah. But for me though, <laughs> I'm somebody's wife. I said what I said. I know that's right. You better speak that junk into existence. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't know what else to add. I feel like that's Wear a size four that. and a half in case you're wondering. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um I'm over dating. I I I hope that I'm gonna get married again one day. I pray that I get married again one day, but I, I swear it just seems real doubtful at this time. And I know I shouldn't put like a time frame on, but I keep saying if I'm not married again by forty, I'm not getting married. And people like my friends keep telling me don't put no time frame on it, but shit is getting old, man. Nobody has time for games. And so it's just because there's a lot of people out here who aren't dating to marry. Yeah, they're dating just to have someone to crawl up in bed with or something. Before you... And I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the institution of marriage has changed too. I think when we were kids, it was mom and daddy were married for years, but we didn't realize the shit that was behind being married for years. And I think for a lot of us, we have not actually seen healthy relationships. We've seen convenience and we've seen financial stability. 
Mm-hmm. I think if we actually take back marriage and are able to show our children positive two-parent household, then more people will be apt to be married. But some people date each other and they fall into situationships and they do the things that are necessary to make babies. And they realize we don't work together, but we can parent these kids. And I think that's what's happening more often is because everybody's so quick to get married, we're picking the first person or we've been with you for four or five years. So we're just, okay, I guess at this point we have to get married because that's the next step. We're not truly taking the time necessary to get to know the person that we're with. We're not figuring out who they are, what they like, what they don't like. Who are you behind closed doors and when nobody's watching? And I think when you take the time to really get to know your person, mm-hmm. marriage just comes naturally. It's not a, I have to be married by the time I'm 25 or by the time I'm 30 or because, like, I mean, we've been kicking it for six years or we got three kids. What else is there to do? So I think the structure of marriage, it's a beautiful thing to be married. But again, if that's not something you want, then that's not something you have to have. But you have to be on that same page with that person and do it because you want to and not because society tells you to or mama would be happy if baby mm-hmm. girl gets married. I think what she said is interesting, too. And I feel like our generation is the first generation that's been uh, like every other generation has been blissfully ignorant as to what marriage is until they enter into it. Our generation has been like, nah, granddad has three other families around here. You know what I mean? Like, actual. Like, I see my dad be a shit person to my mom for the first 15 years of my life. Then he got old and wanted to settle down and act like, oh, they're a happy family. Like, our generation is the first generation, I think, who's really been like, no, that's not the type of marriage I want. You know, like, and especially for us as women, like, mm-hmm. our mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers suffer through all types of infidelity and abuse, emotional, physical, mental, or whatever for the sake of financial stability. Mm-hmm. But for us, specifically black women, we are, you know, out earning black men and we are living up for ourselves and we're doing what we need to do on our own. So it's not so much about like, I don't need you, I want you. And our mothers and grandmothers didn't have that same yeah, they didn't have the same opportunity. They married for convenience because it was status, it was power, it meant something. We too busy we told women that if they're not married, it makes them less than a married woman. And married women are suffering through unnecessary bullshit mm-hmm. for the sake of saying they're married because we taught women that being single moms or being divorcees is not sexy and no one's gonna want that. We're a generation of people that are like, who the fuck if you're a good dad? If you're not a good husband, I'm not doing this. Like, it's fantastic that you're a great father to your kids. That's great. But y'all gotta remember, these kids grow up. They go on to marriages of their own. And when you the house is empty, if you look at the person next to you, you're like, I fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. I stayed with you for 18 years or 27 years. The fucking little Johnny got his shit together. Like, that makes for a miserable existence. And we're tired of just existing. We actually want to enjoy life. And I think that's the difference. I definitely think our generation of women has changed marriage. And I think we've put men on the, like, on the, I don't know, I'm blanking on the word. But, like, we've, we're making men live up to what a husband should be. We're not accepting just, Bullshit. Yeah. Which, and I feel like a lot of us are like, like you said, like, if it doesn't happen by 40, I'm good or whatever. And I feel like a lot of us feel that way. Like, I'd rather be single than married. And bullshit. Yeah. And bullshit. Like, that's not... Especially, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, I want to be a mom. Well, you can be a mom without, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. I think it's accountability. It's the lack of accountability. I think when a man realizes that I have to offer you something more than a bank account, it's like, oh, shit. 
nobody taught me how to do this. And it was okay because men paid for things. So they got to dibble and dabble and do whatever. And wherever the fuck this mindset came up, as long as he comes back home to me and he's in my bed, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Us women go, mm-hmm. no. You're not about to run with Keisha, Carla, and everybody else and then think you're coming back home to me. Like, I can, I'll earn you. Or I can make my own money to the point that I'm not stuck. And I think that's also another thing that like plagues like stay-at-home moms or single moms. Like I have to give up some part of me to be able to make all of this work, or do I stay with this man and let him dibble and dabble? And my kids have all of these things. Mm-hmm. I think that's where our generation is: is navigating enough is enough, but you're gonna honor your commitment as far as taking care of these kids and doing what's necessary. But that doesn't mean that I have to be with you in order for you to honor your commitment to take care of your kids. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to settle because why should I? That's how my mama do it for 40 years. Chris, what do you think? Hmm? Dating to marry or dating to date? Um, I mean, at this point in my life, of course, I'm dating to marry. I want the bigger picture in, in, within my relationship and my person. Um, it's kind of just where I'm at with it. I'm not going to fully go into detail with it, but if that's my opinion, I'm going to be dating to marry, not to... Because I'm going to live my life one way or another. And I'm going to take care of my kids one way or another. Mm-hmm. With or without a motherfucker. Or, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. that, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's my point. And I have two kids mm-hmm. being a single mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't really have the time to be sitting here fucking off. For real. Exactly. If, if, I'm, exactly if either I'm going to fuck off or I'm, a, I'm dating to marry. Because mm-hmm. when, like, when I'm locked in on a person, I'm locked in with a person. Yeah. And what you just said is so important too. Like, don't. Don't make me put in the energy to move towards marriage if that's not where you're at. Like, why? Especially for, I mean, I don't have the same responsibilities as the rest of you have, but like, you're like, I have two kids at home. Like, I can be home spending time with them. Don't make me, don't have me out here spending time with you when you're not on the same page as me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it matters who we're bringing around our kids. Like, exactly. don't let my kid get attached to you and then you fuck up. Like, that hits different when my children are building relationships with mm-hmm. you and you're not intending to stay. Girl, I can speak on that. When I was engaged to my ex-fiance, we, five years, and my youngest was four at the time. By the time we ended that relationship, she was about to be 10. And they called him, They were already calling him, him his, their stepdad. And when that relationship ended, it was like devastating mm-hmm. and... Ugh, just don't don't involve my kids if you're not with it. You know what I mean? Right, and it's twice the hurt as a single mom because you have to grieve it as a woman in that relationship, but then you also have to grieve it with, with your kids because they're trying to figure out like what. And kids automatically assume it's them, mm-hmm. so they don't understand what it is about them that stopped that person from staying. And sometimes it's even harder too. Like if that person stays around and hangs out with the kids too, it can also make it hard in some aspects for you to be able to move on with somebody who's actually trying to have that relationship with you. And be that person in your kid's life because your mm-hmm. kid is still stuck three X's back because mm-hmm. yep. that person showed up consistently or y'all had a long-term relationship. So I think it's also very important to establish that what do you want, what do you not want, and when do you see yourself wanting it before not only I get invested, but I get my kid invested. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's heartbroken because maybe they fell in love with your kid and you're like, nah, this don't work. So now everybody's got to grieve the loss of those relationships. Which brings me to, uh, Jay wanted to add up there to our topic list, um, like, if you break up with someone and they're still in the kid's life, how does that work? Have you ever broken up with somebody and that person is still in the kid's life, but it's not their parent? 
I've dealt with that as for me personally, I've dealt with that. Um, going into a relationship with someone who had children before I had my daughter, it's hard to navigate because you not only have to navigate that other person that you're with, depending upon how that relationship ended, but you have to know how much is enough for me to be able to hold on. That's not going to hinder this child. So like if your kids bond with their ex, but you're dating a new person, how much do I hold on to this child? Because you know, when you become the favorite, it makes it hard for them to build relationships with other people, especially if you know, I have no intention of being with your mom. So it's like, okay, I'll see you and I'll check on you, but how much can I do that to the point that you're not tethered to me when I've moved on and started dating someone else too? Mm -hmm. I think it's a very fine line between that. And you also have to determine how much that mom or that dad, depending upon the dynamic, wants you to be in that child's life. Because sometimes for a kid to hold on can be more detrimental than you going I'm sorry, and you have to grieve this hurt once, then every single day of, why can't you come back? Why are you not here? I was so much happier when you're here. I don't like the new person. Like That eats away at that kid to figure out, like we were fine. Mm -hmm. I was happy with you. Why can we no longer have that? So I think it's it's a fine balance, especially depending upon the age of the child. Now, if the child is older and you can have that relationship with them, independent Mm -hmm. of that parent... Cool, but if that child's like four or five and you still got to go through mom and dealing with them making new relationships with other people, that's a lot harder. Yeah. Um, okay, so my the ex the, that I was engaged to, he would still like do stuff for them like birthdays or if they needed something, he would, you know, get, give it, get it for them, which was fine. But I also at the same time didn't want him to keep, you know, coming around because I know that in my heart, I don't want him back. Like... We're cool. It's like a friendship type of thing. But as far as me and him being together, I don't want it. So I didn't want him to be like still attached to them if I could not be with him in that way. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy that I was dating years after that one, um, our kids actually got really close. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the point that every weekend him and his daughter were spending a night at my house or we were going out of town together, just doing all types of stuff. And I hate that we allowed our children to get that close. They were calling each other sisters. So when that relationship went down, that was like a, that was another hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. I just feel like when kids are involved, don't sit there and fuck around. If you know that you're not with it, just go about your business. If you don't mean any good period, I don't, like I don't have time for it. Ooh, ooh, I call. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I did not speak on it. <laughs> you did. Oh. Fighting respectfully. Okay, so there was an article. Oh, oh, oh. I know Jay oh. got in a bit. <laughs> uh, no, I'm skipping. I'm passing on out. But um, <laughs> yeah, what about yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 if we fighting, bitch, we fighting. <laughs> go ahead, back up. We back up though. Like, so what about with friends? Because, like, we're all grown, right? Yeah. Like, we're just not, like, we're in high school trying to be, like, what's popular girl? What's going on? Like, we're grown. So, when you connect with somebody on a friendship level, have you ever connected with someone and been, like, like, we only friends today, like, or while I work at this job, or we're only friends, you know, for these reasons? Or do you make a point that you only invest in somebody if you know that they can be, like, a real friend, like, a good friend? That you lean on through uh-uh. years I've, and decades. I've tried that. I've tried on um, investing in a friend, and it ended up not being like no communication between 
a, a, a couple of them. Like, mm-hmm. I was putting my best foot forward in the friendship and seeing the potential and the outcomes and everything else and ended up really backfiring on me, like, in a backstabbing way and a little bit deeper. So, like, I stopped doing that. I started taking my friendships. It is what it is. We we fuck with each other how we fuck with. If you hit, only hit me up to go to dinner, I keep it that we just get up and go to dinner. How, mm-hmm. How's your life? Oh, it's fine. Everything's good. The kids are good. And keep it keep it cordial and kosher, and then I'm going to keep it moving. Then you get closer. Like, there's levels to friendships really and or uh, associates, and you really have to be secure within yourself as to who you the company you choose to keep around and your aura and your energy and who you growing who you're growing to be and where you're headed. Like that's it's very important for you to recognize these things because you know, just like anybody else, the longer you keep toxic pe- people or friends around around you, ain't nothing gonna go. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely it's everything's gonna be dead. Everything's gonna be a lot of fucking hard lessons and lessons and. I I even started being very selfish with my kids around the people, uh, my associates or friends. You will not see my kids around just friends. I have my two best friends Mm -hmm. I'm very close with. Mm -hmm. They're close with my kids or they know my kids or I bring them around. But just anybody that I'm just fucking hanging out with, going to the bar, getting drinks, they know my kids, but they don't. No, they're not interacting with them. Yeah, they might say, "Oh, if I'm on Facetime, oh, hey, hey, fat daddy, or hey, hey, Ari," but that's that's about as far as it's gonna get. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't intertwine the two because they get attachments, just like if we're in relationships with people, mm-hmm. with men or women. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I lost my train of thought, y'all. <laughs> I like what you said about two points that you just made like I like what you said about kids and I like what you said about like energy and art like you have to protect your energy so for me like and every time I say this I feel like I sound like conceited or something but I make friends really easily like, you do when I she does places, like people are always like and people be like oh Jay's my best friend and I'm like oh we are like I don't what's your name again like you know what I mean like I don't people connect with me faster than I connect with them and it's hard sometimes because I'm like, I don't feel that same way about you that you feel about me. Like, we can be cool. We're an acquaintance. We can have some drinks. We can watch a movie or something. But, like, I don't, I try, well, I use the word friend mostly. But when I really think about who my friends are, like, the list becomes very small. And so, and that's a way of protecting my arm and my energy. Because I tend to be, like, a very, like, sociable person stuff when I'm, like, chill. Like, I just want to be able to chill. Mm-hmm. And if you're... One of those people that expects me to always be here, I'm like, you're like, this, it's almost painful. It's like, I need you to go over here. Like, I need mm-hmm. you to let me calm down. So, like, I keep my circle tight for those reasons. And that's why it's hard for me to make, to feel like I'm close to new people. That's why I'm working with, where I worked with you, Nastasha, like, I made a lot of new friends you there. Did. And you're, everybody loved her. <laughs> they but did. not even like acquaintances, though. Like, I made a lot of acquaintances there, but like, I actually made a couple like real true blue friends there and I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not something I try and do. Like <laughs> I try really hard to just be like, are you a friend that I can see myself calling in 10 years? And even if we didn't talk for five years, going out to dinner and having the best laughs, you know what I mean? Like 
Like, I feel like, Natasha, like, if I, we didn't talk, we stopped talking today, in 10 years, I hit you up and was like, hey, I'm back in town, mm-hmm. we could still go to shoot the shit and have a good-ass time. Like, you might be like, where the hell were you? Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I'm bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but we could still connect, though. Like, and then, um, <clears throat> the one teacher who I went over her house the other day, I felt the same way about her. That's probably it for the April. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I just feel like it's about my energy and my aura. Like, do I trust you? And if I feel like I can't trust you, then I can't really be your friend. And furthermore, with kids, like, again, like, I don't have the same responsibilities that the three of you have, but, like, I'm very sensitive about kids. Like, I don't want to hang out with your kids if I don't think that I'm fuck with you. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be around them. And even, like, my nieces and my nephews, um, like, no, you can't come around unless you t- intend to be a permanent fixture. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So I feel like friendships are just as important as relationships in that matter. Like, who you let into your life, you have to know what it is. Yeah. And if you do have a friend that's just there for a season, be mindful of that and only connect with them in such a way that works for that season. Like, J.R. for my first year of teaching. Like, that was a seasonal oh, friend. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, I think it's because that was like a mutual thing because y'all were going through like your first year together, mm-hmm. so that's why y'all connected on that level. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Um, most of my friendships have like when I once I'm in a friendship with most people, it lasts. It's continuous. It doesn't like fade You're away. You're really good at maintaining friendships. Like, I, you check in on people. I try, and then I feel like sometimes maybe I do too much. I don't know. Like, well, okay, so like my one of my best friends, we've been friends since we were nine years old. She was right in Virginia Beach, and I don't know if you ever hear this girl, but if you do, I love you, but don't get mad at me. I have not <laughs> seen her in two years. I'm like, girl, you live right around the corner, so. I don't know. I, I value friendship and stuff. And I, I'm just like, I'm always that friend that always checks in. Just checking on you. Are you okay? That's just me. I'm, I'm just like that. I, I care about people. I'm really, I'm a, a very empathetic person. So I care about people's feelings. And that's just me. I can't help it. You're really good at it too. Make me feel bad sometimes. I'm <laughs> such a better friend. <laughs> I mean, but you also have to take into account yeah. the older we get, the more we yeah. go through different shit. And while we have great friends, it's like not everything do you want to have to share with somebody. So sometimes yeah. you got to duck off and recalibrate yourself. Because while you're being mindful of the aura that people bring to you, you have to be mindful of the aura that you give to other people. Yep. So sometimes it's necessary to be like, hey, I'm going through something. I need to jump, like I need to duck off for a few minutes and recalibrate myself before I walk into your life and mess up whatever assignment you have with my negativity. Or before mm-hmm. I bring this to your child and teach your child some negative trait that's counterintuitive to what their parents would have taught them. Yep. But don't get me wrong. The fun auntie is forever going to be everything <laughs> your mama said no to. But that's also things that there that you have to be mindful of. Even as a parent, you have to be mindful of. Okay, do I need to step away real quick and recalibrate myself before I encounter my kids today? Because you kind of you get what you give, and that's the reality. If you are always giving negative energy, you're gonna get that back in those same types of chaotic people. You're but right. if you're able to be like, all right, I'm going through a season, I gotta step off. But when I get myself together, I'm coming back. I'm checking on you. How is that going? And we're mindful. People get married. People have kids. People lose jobs, loved ones, start new things. 
So every day is not going to be the same. Oh my God, the, the that depression. you were in high school when y'all literally friends because oh, y'all yeah. sitting with each other for 90 minutes. Yeah, depression is I, Like we said in earlier podcasts, once I hit depression and I get into my mood, I'm in my house, I'm in the corner. Mm-hmm. I am off the grid. I am no, where I'm the fuck is Carissa? I haven't heard. I ain't like, yo, is you alive? Like, I legit get these, like, text Sometimes messages. Sometimes you need like, those friends in the And I get a few of them. Like, yo, you alive? Like, it just say, you alive? Will you respond? Signs of life. Like, I need to know that you're here. I do on my own time. Okay. Um, See, I feel like, because I... When somebody asks me, well, I think the, it goes with the, the person uh-huh. that's uh-huh. asking. If I know it's my best friend and I, he knows or she knows how I am or how deep I get into it, when he's asking or she's asking, am I alive? Then I'm responding yes. Because if I do not, then that's going to raise a high alarm to them. Mm-hmm. And then they're panicking or they're, you know what I mean, on their fucking way yeah, or something right. of another. That's different from the gossipy friend who just wants mm-hmm. some shit to talk about. Yes. Like, you know y'all can shoot the shit? Yep. Like, that's, so, that's real different. Yeah, I'm going to say, way, like, as we've discussed this before, about mm-hmm. how when we're going through something, we just completely isolate ourselves. And we discuss how... Uh, stresses the stash out. <laughs> it does. And see, I, this is why I don't like that because I don't want to ever be that friend that I didn't reach out and then something happens to one of my friends and I didn't reach out to them. So that's why I continue to check on people. And that's what I don't, I I don't want to ever have that on. Like you said, certain friends, I will, like certain people I know when they check in on me, they're just they know nosy yeah. or they're going to stress me out further. I have so just been three days. You are, you lit. Yeah. Like, I feel like you can text me and be like, you alive? I'll be like, yeah. And you'll be like, okay, clearly she's going through some shit. Yeah. I'm not texting. I'll text her again in three days. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and certain people get that. And I think it depends on how close we are, right, too. It depends on that relationship. Yeah. Because yeah. some of my close friends will be like, do you need to talk? And I'm like, actually, yes. I really do. Like, mm-hmm. can you call me or something? But then other people, I'm like, oh, can you leave me alone? Like, mm-hmm. you said to no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's talking to you? It definitely depends on the person. But, like, I feel like, like, my close friend and group, they know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They know. So, I also know a lot of like my closest closest friends. If I don't answer within a certain amount of time, I don't pop up. <laughs> like it's easier for me to answer you than to wait for you to be knocking on my door, cussing me out. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, <laughs> we have like three more topics left. Fighting respectfully. How do you feel about that? Do you think there's such thing as fighting respectfully, or do you just think that argument is like flat out disrespectful? Mm-hmm. And okay. I've seen an article, it was on The Real, um, I guess a girl got in an argument with her significant other and she called him a bitch. To me, that's disrespectful. Because you wouldn't want him to call you a bitch. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think about that? Fight respectfully. In any relationship, family, friends, mm-hmm. significant others, fighting respectfully is so important. Because you can ruin a relationship with two words one word like you know what i mean like it's so easy to rule relationships that way so if you're the type of person who gets angry and just lashes out you need to be the type of person who gets angry and steps the fuck away because you cannot like you just can't talk to people any type of way and think that they're gonna like get over it or forgive you or move on they might forgive you but they're not gonna forget how disrespectful you were to them and for me personally like that's i would never fuck with you the same if you approach me like mm-hmm. disrespectfully me either. <laughs> so I had, a, I don't want to call her a friend, 
But she messaged me probably about two weeks ago. I hope she don't hear this. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if you do. She was like, I was just thinking about you. You were on my mind. I was thinking about how we don't talk like we used to. And I miss our everyday convos and text messages and blah, blah, blah. We need to get back to that. But I didn't tell her that the reason I don't even talk to her like that is because I couldn't deal with her the negative energy. So it was always drama about, okay, you're probably going to hear this. I'm sorry. Don't kill me. Did you owe her an explanation? I really didn't. I didn't tell her. I never told her. But it's because this is, okay, it's my ex-husband's ex-wife. And like. But if it's negative energy, why yeah. continue? Like, exactly. Like, That's why I pulled myself away. Because every time we talked, it was like negativity about the ex-husband. And I already been through my issues with him. We're done. Like, he has a whole new wife. Leave him alone. Let it be. Like, I don't want to talk about that. And it was just constantly about that, this, this, and that. And every conversation always got back to him. And that part of my life is over. Like, I don't want to keep talking about that. That's why I distanced myself from her. But I did never tell her that. So if she but ever hears I, that, she knows. I now. think what Kristen just said at some point, you don't owe anybody no. an explanation. Like, when it comes I mean, to it's nice to like that. tell someone like, "Hey, I gotta back away," but you don't yeah. owe anybody that. No, you choose your battles. That's all I'm saying. If it's if it's somebody that I be like, "Hey, like I just can't deal with your negative energy. I got to go." Like, okay, cool. But if not, then I'm not gonna say. I feel like it's like ghost. Indulge. It's the same idea. I'm not gonna <laughs> indulge in. And she has even hit me up recently, but every time we do talk, it's always about that situation. I'm like, no, I don't have time for it. Teach is on. Let it go. I say that in a lot of situations. Yes, for real. Mm-hmm. You deal with it how you choose to deal with it. Exactly. Everybody, and everybody deals with shit differently. Tree? <laughs> um, I agree that in some situations you do not owe ex people people an explanation. Like if it disrupts your peace, you can walk away from it. That's what um, I did. But it's, if it's someone of quality to you, like it's a true friend, and you like, okay, we just we can't get on the same wavelength. Sometimes people do things inadvertently, not knowing that they're doing it. Sometimes it's a trauma response. Sometimes it's like mama always talked about daddy negative, so I'm always walking around talking shit about daddy in front of the kids. But you had, they don't realize that they're doing it because it's normal to them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to be like, hey, I really want this friendship. I want to protect who we are because we are great. But you have to understand, in order to walk where I'm walking in life, this is not something that I can accept. So you can either choose to go, damn, I wasn't conscious that I was doing that. I'm so sorry. And be different, mm-hmm. or you become that person that gets offended, and then mm-hmm. you're like, "Okay, bet." But I did what I, I did due diligence. I told you that I wanted this friendship. You could not have this friendship or love me in a way that I deem was necessary. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that I'm going to put myself through. But I don't think it's worth giving up a friendship that's of quality without having a conversation first. Now, if it's shorty at the bar and she just going in, like, "Cool, shut the fuck up, let's walk away." Mm-hmm. But if it's somebody that you've been friends with for a long time, you're like, "Hey, you need to realize the way you talk to your husband." Or the way you talk to your children, it makes me uncomfortable. And I'm having this conversation with you because I value us and I mm-hmm. value this dynamic. Now, if that's what you want to do behind closed doors, if that's what you want to do with your other circle of friends, go for broke, shorty. Do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. But as for me and mine, that's not something that I need around me or that's not something that I want my kids to see and that's okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. have that conversation with them. Yeah. But, but that's again, what I'm saying. That goes to whether right. it... it do you give a damn or you don't? Correct. But if that relationship ain't deep enough, cool. Be like, Look, somebody gonna tell you. I'm gonna me. <laughs> she literally called me and was like, I just don't like her, the current wife. And I'm like, you she not, has not. Doesn't matter. I was like, she has not done anything to you for you to not like her. I said, as long as she's treating your kids good, 
then you shouldn't have no issue with her. And she was like, I just don't like her. But then again, she's up there commenting on the girl's post every day, telling her she looks pretty and just always commenting on every single post. I'm like, girl, you don't even oh, no. like her. Yeah, nah, shorty, you <laughs> She doesn't even like her. Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, so you're, yeah. being, you're being fake uh, and phony. So she still has the- so to me, it feels she like she still wants him. Yeah, she still wants him. I'm over that. That's, that's just ten that plus years down the line. We no, can't sir. delete my number. Yeah, if you're that fake, oh no, delete it. And I want to, next time she says something to me, I'd be like, girl, you evidently like her too much if you comment on her damn Facebook post every day and Instagram. It, you know, it's bad even when my kids then says something about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she still wants an attachment to him. She yes, she does. That has nothing to do with the new woman. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I got mine. <laughs> I don't know where you going. I, I got you if you need a ride home though. Whoever doesn't doesn't do not maybe, you know what I mean? This like, was her topic too. Let's so. go ahead and jump start my car. I'm gonna go ahead and start it. Maybe we can her home. You know what I'm saying? She's gonna beat somebody home. <laughs> Cause I does this, okay? I does the driving. But um staying friends with someone after a breakup. What are y'all's takes on that? Let's show you first. Okay, so usually I can be very cordial with people after a breakup. But honestly, if I'm in a new relationship and my partner does not feel comfortable with me talking to that person, then I'm not going to do it. It's not worth it, you know? But I have been able to be cordial with most people that I've ended my relationship with. What about someone that you have not dated but have slept with? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Keeping a friendship. See, why do you have to go there? What, keeping a friendship at the fucking? You are the bus first. See, I know, who, I know who she's hinting at, exactly who she's hinting at, Wait, too. Wait, what? Did I keep friends? Okay. 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 I mean, but that, okay. That, Everybody what you're talking about, that's, that's like a, that's like 11 plus years of friendship, and I'm not going to let that friendship go, but I, there's going to have to be boundaries drawn uh, once I'm with that new person, because Ooh, I know they were, <laughs> they were feel comfortable. Put me, Go in, ahead, Put me in. Hey, did y'all fuck multiple times? Oh shit, Ooh. Carissa. Well, I'm sorry. I just, I, I just. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Damn it. Okay. That means right. the person, the person that I'm talking to now is gonna hear this shit. Oh. <laughs> he be alright. He better understand. Okay. I'm pretty sure he done fucked somebody. And okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Trey. My turn. Question. So is this a person that your current significant other has to encounter in regular social settings? Meaning, y'all may have did it at one time and y'all are still friends. Like, y'all check in once every, like, once and again. Or is this a person that every time I assemble my friend group or it's a birthday or we or doing some shit, this person is, like, front and center, like, kiki ki or whatever. What you say? No. This person's front and center, kiki ki or whatever. No, it is For me? Where has... There's a couple that we're both friends with, J and T, right? If they ever have a party, will he be there? Oh shit! J, okay, then yes. Are you also introducing your significant other to this person, hoping (laughs) that they build relationships because you're friends with them? Ooh, that's weird. And how's And when's the last time y'all fucked? Factual. We're not asking you, but oh. it's just a general question. If your new person ended up at a party with them, would you expect your new person to be cool, or would you expect your new person to be like, "Nah, I don't fuck with you"? I mean, I want them to be cordial because that's my homie, but but you fuck. Mm. Oh shit! 
Y'all need to be. So you want your new person and this person to be texting each other? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Like just cordial yeah. and just be like, hey, what's up, man, oh, or something like okay. that. Okay, what's what's the big dog? Who's standing around hee-heeing? Like, what are you hee-heeing about? We swapping what positions we had you in. What are oh, we hee-heeing about? Oh shit! For real? What are we talking about? A joke? A little jokey joke? Right? Like, oh, it's actually like that too. But like this for Nastasha. Why am I on the Why am I on the Like, they all stand around he he and they don't all, know. Like, okay, but nonetheless, like, if y'all had a party and he was there, like, they would all just all the men would be around he he. Somebody ain't that's just what they would bitch. do. Would your person not somebody ain't person not Somebody can't go. That somebody person's real go. private. He would never somebody like ain't making a roster. I mean, the cut, yeah, and he I mean, the cookout like, list. Still, though, like, your person would probably still talk to them, right? Yeah, that's not fair. You're, you, are you saying that your person's talking to them with no prior knowledge that y'all fucking like we just happen to all be in the same room Would you tell and I made person? friends with you hey. or are you gonna tell me beforehand like me and Chris are fucked so like what's up? Hey, That's false and pretense. I, would, I can't I would build a relationship on false pretense. I would tell them. I think I would tell them just uh, to give them a heads up. Let's spin the block. Jay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Because you're trying to find loopholes and shit. Uh, go ahead. I agree with everything Nastasha said. I feel like it's fine. Why do you feel like it's fine? Because I have a relationship with somebody, and if I want somebody new, then I'm able to draw my own boundaries and know what's comfortable and what's not. And like she said, though, if my person was ever like, "Look, I don't want to be around this person," then cool, like we can, we can. Or like, hey, I, I tried to be in a social setting. This makes me uncomfortable, yeah. or I don't like it. And then you make adjustments too. Exactly, we can adjust things. Like that's fine. But I'm just saying that, like, I personally have always stayed friends with people that I've dated. Because, like, honestly, the way I see it is, like, if we dated or we talked, there was something I saw in you that I liked. I haven't. So whether... Thank you. Just because we can't have a romantic <laughs> connection doesn't mean that we can't still remain friends. I wouldn't like, say friend. I think you're using that word too loosely. I wouldn't really say a friend. You're just acquainted. No, I wouldn't say friend. Oh, we need to have no. more of a connected history than I fucked you on random ass night in a bar and you were a dope ass person. Hey, or I swipe right and you had a good ass person. Can we write this to start off on a, on the next episode? Because I got a lot. I mean, I ain't got a lot, but I got a lot. So we can add this one to the next one. Okay, because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to legit sit here and think about who I've kept around that I've dated and fucked. And I mean, I dated one person still for six years. And him and I are still cool. I dated one person for six years. Him and I are still cool. Mm. Like we still, and that's because we have mutual friends too. So we end up in the same group text and stuff. Like, well, I'm not in nobody's group text, but I know there will probably be a situation in the future where that person and I might be with that group of friends. So, um, and then like I can't even relate to my baby daddies because they would never be in the same group of friends. Oh, I just I don't. Have any <laughs> I think, it, in my opinion, I feel like it gets messy. Like, I can understand that we're all in the same group of friends or because maybe you slept with somebody that you work with and you got to all be in the same setting. Cool. But to some degree, certain things get messy because now when I walk in this room, every time this individual is talking to you or looking at you, what's happening? And it makes me more uncomfortable and more trying to be cognizant of what's going on and I'm no longer enjoying myself. So then I'm now put in this place as your partner to be like, "Mm -mm, you can't talk to them. And that comes off as controlling because I'm uncomfortable because y'all decided to maintain that friendship. 
But again, what are we going to talk about? The only thing we have in common is the fact that we didn't both knocked you. That's not are true. We, like, you have something in common with somebody. But how often are you to create commonalities with a person that slept with your significant other? I feel like you, that happens. Like It may, but I feel like it gets very... Messy, especially like it gets if messy if you focus on the fact that they slept with it. Like, not necessarily. Oh, like just because you moved on doesn't mean they moved on. And that's a different problem, though. Like if you're, if I'm dealing with somebody that I slept with or dated, and I have somebody new now, and they're still interacting with me in such a way that like is inappropriate for me in a relationship, gotta check them. Then they need to be checked and correct their behavior, or they gotta go. Even if they're not doing something inappropriate, if they're making my person uncomfortable, then I can check their behavior. I don't necessarily like the idea of being like, oh, I'm going to cut you off because my person feels uncomfortable because even though I've been date- I've been friends with you for like two, three years or whatever, but I'll do it. Like, I don't really care because if I'm dating someone, they're the focus of my attention. Like, I don't think it's a matter of cutting them off. Like, I think it's a matter of the level of friendship because I think nobody... And maybe it's just me, but I'm pretty sure nobody wants to be in a room full of people their significant other slept with. That's uncomfortable as weird. Like, I don't care how long y'all have been friends. I walk into this room and I don't think about is how many of these people have been inside my girlfriend. Like, that's weird as shit. <laughs> and there's no way you could be like, that's not your first thought. And then, you're not going to walk in and be like, oh, you got dope ass sneakers. I'm thinking, how long ago has it been since y'all slept together? And if Shorty's sleeping with you like you're sleeping with me, we got problems. That's your first thought. It's not like, oh, we can all go to the baseball game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. It's an awkward dynamic. And then to try to pretend like it's not there and try to find commonalities makes that twice as hard. Because then otherwise, you're that odd-ass significant other that's standing in the corner like, fuck, I'm going to say to y'all. What we doing? I agree. Like, I don't want to be in the same room with somebody that my man didn't mess with. That's weird. Especially if it's good sex. I can't be out here slinging this dick to everybody. Like, I'm salty. I'm going to be upset. Like, I'm going to be eye, like eyeballing that person. Like, oh, you still looking at my man. I'm talking shit, babe. You hit her like you hit me? Like, <laughs> from the back, too? Like, that shit. Like, you know that chicken you hit today? Like, <laughs> baby girl, he turned you upside down, too? Like, I just need to know. Is it just me or is it like his thing? Like, <laughs> is that his signature move? Right. <laughs> Is that his final form? Because I'm concerned. <laughs> Is that his dismount? <laughs> you do that thing when he's spinning in a circle. You see that little helicopter trick he does? <laughs> oh, that's new? My bad. Oh, I ain't know you ain't know. Oh, exactly. What we gonna talk about? He's like, oh, you want to give me your Martha Stewart recipe when you're done? Oh, I need goodness. that cookbook. Like, trying to cook for him, too. Get that little helicopter dick again. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Okay. I'm going to say that for helicopter dick. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and wrap this on up. Do you guys have any closing thoughts for our listeners? Oh, man. We talked about so much, man. Stay authentic. Stay you. Hey, fuck with somebody or not fuck with somebody. Just don't do it with Drake. Don't fuck on Drake. (laughs) Any other artist never fuck with Drake. (laughs) Jay, you have any closing thoughts? No. Salty. I would say just be upfront with whoever you're dealing with. Don't beat around the bush. No one has time for games. So if you're not feeling it, just be open with it. Don't waste somebody's time. All right. Well, this is Nastasha. This is Jay. It's your turn. <laughs> it's your eyes, Carissa. <laughs> and we also have our entry. All right. We're closing out and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> She's like,